0: The running time for this Rain Hamcast podcast is 14 minutes and 31 seconds. There is a station ID at 9 minutes and 8 seconds, and 2 second pauses every 3 minutes for timer resets. For November 18, 2023, this is Rain Hamcast podcast number 101. I'm Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. In May 2022, a legally blind resident of Janesville, Wisconsin, studied and passed for the amateur radio technician exam to become a ham. She's Erica Nelson, KD9, VBX. Erica works for Industries for the Blind in Janesville, has been married for five years to Chad, WI9HF, and is referenced by at least one church friend as being uniquely enabled. Erica is unique being a lady ham who is legally blind. Rain's Hap KC9RP recently spoke with this energetic lady. Erica, what got you started in ham radio, and who got you started?
1: That's a great question, Hap, and I understand that there aren't too many women out there that are ham radio operators. Actually, it was my husband, and he's been a ham radio operator for like 30-plus years. I didn't even know the ham world existed. Until we got married, which was about five years ago, he called me about Aries Races, You helped with disasters. It wasn't just talking to people in the neighborhood. It was very different than texting somebody You're calling somebody on the phone. When I found out there are more opportunities than just CB talk, it stuck in my head, marinated there, I guess you could say. And finally, I consented. And a year ago, I got my ham license.
2: Since that's the first time I've heard ham radio and marinated in the same sentence. <laughs> I right, like that word. So you two were married in 2018? Yes, sir. But you knew each other before that?
1: Absolutely.
2: How is it that he knew you for all those years and didn't bring you up to speed on hobbies that he loved so much, amateur radio?
1: We met, but then we... Lost touch with each other because we met in the eighties when the technology that now exists did not. We went our separate ways, not happy about that. And we both married other people and it didn't work out. It took me longer to realize it and took some time to get back together. But when we started talking again, boom, I learned a whole lot. I saw what he was doing and I love science and I love history and I love helping people. So the opportunities I could see to use ham radio to make the world a better place just made it very appealing. When I was a Girl Scout, I wish we had that kind of opportunity. I know the Boy Scouts do, but we didn't have a lot of those opportunities to do things. And I think the girls that are able to be in Scouts with the boys now have an advantage I didn't.
2: Once you realized you wanted to become a ham operator, how did you study and where did you get your study materials from? Gordon West.
1: His books are great, but if you're visually impaired, you don't really have the best access to it. So I could read the book at that time with assistance, CCTV or magnifier. So that's I did read the technician book, and it's great. And I liked the CD that comes with it. But that wasn't enough. I needed something else. And so I searched on both BARD and on Bookshare. And I found the ARRL technician information. And that helped quite a bit. I think now there's probably more stuff on BARD, Braille, Audible, Reading, Download. That's what it is. It's through the National Library Service. And it can be on your computer. It can be on your phone. You can have things in Braille as well. So it's kind of like our Kindle to some extent, except it's free, I guess. Is that a good explanation?
2: That's as good as any.
1: I used Bookshare. I listened to it a lot. I took notes. And then later on, I used Ham Study, the app, which is pretty accessible, practicing for the tests. I don't know what website my husband had, but there's another website that was pretty accessible. And I did practice tests that way. Since I suck at technology in general, he had the computer read the questions, and I responded.
2: I noticed you haven't mentioned anything thus far about Handy Hams, that they're the ones that have been referred to through the years for access to ham materials in Braille or audio, what have you. Did you attempt to contact them?
1: Yes, we did. And they might as well be incognito because they... Never made any kind of contact back. All the websites and links that we found to them were horrible. It seems like unless you wanted to go to their camp, which I don't have 500 or 600 bucks lying around to do, it wasn't an option.
2: Have you gotten help from local hams to help you with the study materials?
1: Well, considering there's only one other lady in town that's a ham radio operator that I know of, That's pretty much, the guys, the only option. They have been encouraging, but nobody came outright and said, hey, need any help learning how to use XYZ? Or do you want to ride to a ham radio meeting? Nothing.
2: You think part of the problem is sighted people just don't know what to do around blind people?
1: I think that's probably some people. We don't have a ham radio club. Here in Janesville, but there's something in Beloit. It's not something that you can just take a bus or get a low cost Uber to, and it's kind of an inconvenience for people to come up here to get us and go back. And I think, like, people like freedom as much as we do to schedule a time to pick somebody up, and then have to communicate. Well, I'm sick and I can't, and this and that. I think for some people, it's just too much work. I sadly say that.
2: I think one option that clubs don't think about more and more are, though, at least here in the Chicago area, actually putting their meetings on Zoom.
1: That's a really fantastic thing. Unless they're doing some kind of demonstration, that's a little
2: useless for us. Visually, but the whole program wouldn't necessarily be all visuals. That may be a mixed blessing, but I uh, just yesterday attended my club's general meeting it was a saturday afternoon and they hold their meetings in the basement of a church and the acoustics are awful somebody will take their phone in and bring up zoom and boy it's great i don't feel like i miss anything or that i'm being left out
1: and that's fantastic i know that a lot of other places have done that including my grandfather's church during covid in his late 90s he attended church through zoom i agree with you hap that is a really fantastic idea and it seems kind of odd for them to put that technology aside because zoom is just another way of communicating and isn't that what ham radio is all about
2: you would think so what do you like the most about amateur radio
1: I like the possibilities. There's so many opportunities for people of all ages, all abilities, help people to dream a little bit more. If we're more supportive, it can be colorblind. This is a hobby that's not only educational, but fun. And it can be used to make some people's lives so much more. So many things run through my head about how places like nursing homes, Could and assisted living centers where people generally aren't able to take care of all their daily needs by themselves. It's not safe or whatnot, but they still have this need to communicate, to talk to the rest of the world, to break up the day. I used to be an activity assistant, and I wish to goodness so many times that we had some way that all these retired engineers and doctors and teachers that if they could do this... They wouldn't feel so isolated, especially during COVID when your family couldn't come in, but at least you could talk to somebody.
0: You're listening to a conversation with Erica Nelson, KD9VBX, a lady ham who has some definite ideas as to what hams nationwide could be doing to improve the quality of life for elderly shut-ins. Hap Holly KC9RP will conclude this conversation with Erica after this break for Station ID.
1: And there's so many schools that the kids could learn the science aspects of it and their communication skills and taking turns and socialization just through the ham radio. I mean, and it could stir those kids to be the next scientists, the next engineers, goodness knows what else. And all those kids that spend their time in after school programs, some of those kids just can't sit still. And this would be something active that they can do. Not every kid has the opportunity to be a Boy Scout or to have a a parent that shares their joy. This is a gift. This isn't something that should be, I guess I've got to, no, I'm on the passion bang and wagon. But so many careers use these skills. I want people to dream big and be able to to know that there's something out there for them. And there's so many women that can help facilitate
2: this. What amazes me, I'm uh, 72, and I'm retired. I don't live alone, fortunately. I have a wonderful wife that's put up with me for 3,000 years. You know, that's a, that's a pretty <laughs> good amount of time, you know. But seriously, ham radio is a great, great tool and a great way for someone who has limited access. Get it out, going anywhere, with or without a roommate, partner, spouse. That ham radio can provide such a nice option and connection and opportunity to meet people. And you don't even have to go into a bar or into <laughs> a church. You know, that's one of the challenges of seniors. How do you meet people? If you're, you're living by yourself and, and you don't drink, maybe you're not entirely you know, all that religious, and your options are kind of limited.
1: Plus, it's safer. It go online and goodness knows what someone's going to pretend to be. What you hear is what you get as far as ham radio. If you're concerned, you look up and make sure that the call sign is legit. But people who are hams generally, not to say there is isn't any bad guys out there, there are people that don't take the code of ethics or of ham radio seriously. But generally, they're very respectful, thoughtful, caring people that just want friendship. You're right. That's what a lot of seniors and people who have multiple issues and maybe and they're in a wheelchair and can't get out as easily. And you can learn so much from someone else just by chatting. Friday nights at eight o'clock, a bunch of us ladies connect in Milwaukee. I've learned recipes from them. I've learned gardening tips. One time I learned about some new thing at state fair and got to go the following week and check it out. I would never have known that because I don't live in the Milwaukee area, and it's not covered by Madison News necessarily.
2: And all that via amateur radio on a Friday night net. Oh, yeah. I don't know why the ARRL isn't doing more of what we're talking about. You know, there are 10,000 people a day reaching the age of 70. I heard that the other day. 10,000 people a day. That's a lot of potential hams there.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And there are lots of programs, but if you have medical issues and can't drive for whatever reason, medication to be one of them, you can't get to the senior center.
2: Oh, how do you reach out?
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of programs out there like RSVP and Senior Corps. So many things that you can do, but if you're not able.
2: If you're physically unable or Disability-wise, ham radio doesn't require a whole lot. It can get expensive if you allow it. It doesn't have to be. The only drawback these days is the HOAs, the Homeowner Associations, that can be a problem. Although even there, for VHF, UHF, you don't have to have big towers and multi-element beams and so forth. Or if you have an attic, you can put up an antenna in the
0: attic and still be able to get out to local repeaters.
1: We've done that. There you go.
0: And that concludes our brief visit with Eric and Nelson kd 9 vbx a legally blind Janesville, Wisconsin lady ham who believes amateur radio can change lives of the elderly. As a footnote, you can find Erica and her hubby Chad WI9HF on their Janesville, Wisconsin UHF DMR repeater. Otherwise, Eric and Chad can be reached on their UHF FM repeater on 440.950 with a 123PL 5 MHz plus offset. Happy birthday, Erica. And this concludes Hamcast number 101. Rain Hamcast podcasts are compiled and produced by Hapolly KC9RP, who doesn't nor ever has received remuneration for his efforts. Rain Hamcast podcast number 102 is scheduled to post on December 2, 2023. I'm Kent Peterson, KC0DGY.